those who were waiting. Uh, Vice it's, President Favetti, the recording is now on, 2.02 okay, PM. You. 2.02 PM, thank you very much. Um, uh, good afternoon, or excuse me, you put the gavel on. It is 2.02 PM. Uh, good afternoon, I'm using the gavel to, uh, I think we've, have a couple of technical difficulties. We're gonna hold on a bit here. <laughs> oh. Okay, to start again? Okay. Um, it is uh, 2.03 p.m. and I'm using the gavel to order this regular meeting of the Civil Service Commission on Monday, December 18th, 2023. Our commission staff will read a statement with more information about our meeting today. Thereafter, our staff will tell us how we are handling public comment. Good afternoon and welcome to the Civil Service Commission meeting this Monday, December 18th, 2023. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall room 400 and available to view on WebEx if you have an item scheduled on the agenda. The public may listen to the meeting by calling 415-655-0001 and entering access code 26 we welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. There will be an opportunity for general public comment on items not on the agenda at the beginning of the meeting, and there will be an opportunity to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to three minutes. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely by video or call-in. For each item, the commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. Commission staff will provide further instructions on how to provide public comment via phone or video. If you need assistance accessing the meeting virtually or by phone, please call 628-652-1100. Please note that city policies along with federal, state, and local law prohibit discriminatory or harassing conduct against city employees and others during public meetings and will not be tolerated. Moreover, public comment is permitted only on matters within the jurisdiction of this meeting body. Commission staff will now provide further instructions on making public comment remotely. As stated on our agenda and our website, this meeting is being held in person and remotely. For members of the public attending remotely who wish to make public comment, the phone number is 415-655-0001. The meeting access code is 26600669780 please make sure that you're in a quiet location and that you turn off any television or radio to reduce the background noise so the commission can hear you at the appropriate time the president will ask the phone lines to be open for any public comment if you wish to comment on the particular item you will be prompted to press star 3 this will add you to the speaker queue the auto prompt will say that callers are entering question and answer time. You will be queued up in the order in which you press star three. There will be an automated voice that will tell you when it is your turn to speak. You will have three minutes. 
When your microphone has been unmuted, you will hear the meeting facilitator ask you to state and spell your name for the record and to make your comments. Commission staff will begin your three minutes when you start speaking. When your time is up, you will be asked to finish your comments and the meeting facilitator will place you back on mute. Okay. Um, Deputy Director Holmes, could you take, uh, take the next item, please? Yes, item number one, call to order and roll call. President Jacqueline Miner is excused. Vice President Kate Pavetti. Here. Commissioner Crowley. Present. Commissioner Leon. Here. And Commissioner Salveson. We have a quorum. Okay. Uh, Deputy Director Holmes, could you um, read the next item? Item number two, request to speak on any matter within the jurisdiction of the Civil Service Commission, but not appearing on today's agenda. Okay, this is the opportunity to speak to the commission on any matter within its jurisdiction, but not on our not appearing on today's agenda. If you have public comment and you are in the room, please come to the podium. If you're on the telephone, you may press star three now. We have no one coming forward in the room. Elizabeth, do we have anybody on the phone? Vice President Favetti, no public comment at this time. Okay, uh, Deputy Director Holmes, you wanna read the next item? Yes, uh, num item number three, approval of minutes for the regular meeting of December 4th, 2023. The recommendation is adopt the minutes. Okay, uh, any commissioners wish to make any edits, changes, make a motion? I move that we adopt the minutes. Second. Is there any public comment on the motion? Elizabeth, is anyone uh, calling in? Vice President Favetti, no public comment at this time. Okay. Um, therefore, I will go roll call vote. Commissioner Crowley? Aye. Commissioner Leung? Aye. Commissioner Salveson? Aye. Okay. And I vote aye, and the vote is unanimous. The minutes for uh, December, the minutes for December 4th are approved. Item number four, announcements, announcements of changes to the agenda and other announcements. Do you have any I changes? don't have any announcements. <laughs> Anybody have any announcements? Okay, there are no announcements. So we'll go on to the next agenda item. Item number five, human resources director's report. Because that's from the system here. Testing, testing. We are having some uh, technical difficulties here with our sound system. Uh, perhaps you could move on to the other report and then I'll figure out. Okay, so, uh, well, the staff is resolving that 
issue with the human resources directors. It appears it's centered on the human resources directors uh, sound system or mic. We'll go on to the next item. Item number six, uh, the executive officer's report. Deputy Director Holmes. And this is a. Uh, Vice President Favetti, I believe uh, Director Eisen's mic is working, so she can go ahead and give her report. Hello. Speak now. Hello. There we go. Okay. okay. Uh, so we're going to be returning to item number five, Human Resources Director's Report. Uh, I appreciate everybody's uh, patience while we... Uh, Go through this meeting, which has been had some special challenges. Anyway, go ahead. Good afternoon, Director Eisen, Vice President Favetti, members of the commission. I have two items that I wish to report on. The first uh, involves the issue that we took up at our last meeting around the um, de-identification rules um, and procedures that are um, that DHR and uh, that we follow. Uh, with in relation to our civil service examination program. Um, as we reported during our last commission meeting, our recent de-identification report um, reflects the di diminishing availability of data from which we can draw any conclusions about the effect of the de-identification program on diversity and hiring. Um, the report also reiterated that since um, the last uh, implementation of since DID was um, implemented in 2018, there really hasn't been um, substantive evidence that the process has had any significant positive effect on increasing diversity within the workforce. We did point out some of the areas where we believe that the program has brought some success. Um, however, the continuing practice of being of redacting the applications at the selection phase has added uh, significantly to the amount of time that it takes to hire people um, and without necessarily getting the results that I believe this commission was seeking when you promoted the program. Um, therefore, we've I've asked uh, DHR staff to take a closer look at the de-identification program and to identify any areas where a targeted use may be of benefit uh, in relation to increasing diversity of our workforce and see if there are ways that we can apply the concept to use it to actually get results rather than a general thing where I think that the reports that we've given you have demonstrated that we're not seeing a lot of change in terms of our hiring outcomes. We can report our findings and recommendations to this commission at a future meeting. We hope to do that in relatively short order. I would say if you were to ask our HR departments, the one of the top issues that presents complications in moving their hiring programs quickly, it is in this de-identification program. Mm -hmm. So we would hope the commission would be open to taking a closer look at it with us and that we can make some positive change there. So that's the first item I wanted to report on. Um, the second item I want to report on is the um, exempt to permanent program. Uh, you'll recall we've provided you multiple reports on this. Um, as of last Friday, December 15th, all of the eligible lists that were developed under that emergency order that allowed us to have the E2P program have expired. They all had a 12 month duration. 
we made uh, 500, approximately 560 permanent appointments were made from those lists. Um, we do have additional about 90 active referrals in progress. Additionally, um, we have between 50 and 60 category 18 employees on the E2P list that were appointed through other exam processes, not the E2P. So we are feel good about that as well. Um, and when you add it all together, um, about 700 uh, people uh, transitioned from category 18 to permanent status. And that's about out of the 1100 eligibles that made it onto the E2P list. So the program was very successful. Wide, well received. I've gotten calls from numerous departments asking me if it could be extended. The answer, of course, is it can't. Um, it was done under emergency order, but nevertheless, I think it was uh, positive outcomes where we were able to provide many people around the city with the opportunity in relatively short order to become permanent. So I just wanted to make sure the commission knew that you're not going to hear from us again about it, but uh, that's the final result of uh, uh, what we did with that, with that opportunity. And I'm happy to answer any questions. Not necessarily. Does anybody have any questions? <clears throat> not necessarily a question, but it may be a comment because the uh, PEX to uh, PCS are they exempt to are they exempt to permanent or uh, program is very similar to that where we have with the disability program, and often there's been the thought that is there something like that we could use for um, some of the apprenticeship and other kinds of special situations. <clears throat> it's always worth exploring. I don't know that we could ever do it, but exploring and mechanisms in using. The civil service process uh, and minimum qualifications to possibly uh, apply the basic principles with merit system principles, um, the principles that we used during the pandemic and the emergency order to possibly other situations in within the framework of our merit system. That I think would be worth exploring. And with regard to DID, um, definitely work and want to look at the rules. Absolutely want to look at those rules. So hopefully that'll be in the uh, maybe the first meeting in January. <laughs> Aren't we? Anyway, so we're on to the next item. Thank oh, you. is there any public comment on the human resources director's report? Uh, if you are in the room, come to the podium. And if you're on the phone, please press star three now. Elizabeth, is anybody? Vice President Favetti, no public comment at this time. Uh, Madam Chair, I, I, I just have a comment. Uh, Commissioner Crowley, I'm sorry. No, that, that's fine. Uh, I just want to commend the department, I, especially when it comes to de-identification. That has been a long process, and I want to make sure that we are moving through the process as fairly and equitably as we can to make these hires on behalf of the city in, in a very difficult period of time. So I want to commend them on the work that has been performed to this point in time and moving along 700 people that deserve to have a, uh, a good living and health, welfare and pension and city employment. So thank you to the, the DHR. And I'm sure that's on behalf of the entire commission. Thank you. Um, and so now we are on item number six, executive officers report. 
Yes. Uh, would you like to uh, call the item just to, for although we've already done it? <laughs> Uh, item 6 executive officer report fiscal years 2024-25 and 2025-26 mayor's budget instructions and department budget preparation schedule the recommendation is to direct commission staff to prepare fiscal year 20 fiscal years 2024 through 26 budget request to maintain appropriate staffing levels to meet ongoing and future service needs Continue to negotiate amounts necessary to achieve optimal results. Present budget request at the commission meeting of February 5th, 2024. Incorporate changes made by the commission by the budget request submission deadline and approve to submit the fiscal years 2024 through 26 budget request to the controller and the office of the mayor by February 21st, 2024. Commissioners, you received um, my report just to summarize um, on December 13th and department head meeting the um, mayor's office of uh, mayor's budget office issued um, budget instructions for the next 2 upcoming fiscal years. Um, somewhat of a bleak outlook. Um, they did point out the rate of expenditures for the city as far outpacing the general fund revenues, creating a $245 million deficit in fiscal in the current fiscal year and $554 million in fiscal year 25, 26, and prospectively um, looking worse. So the mayor budget office instructions include um, a 10% reduction in fiscal years 2024 and 25 and 2025 26 and the submission of contingency proposals for an additional five percent um, in addition to the reductions um, further instructions include not to add new ftes and to eliminate remaining vacancies so as you can see we have a uh, budget of about 1.5 when about a million is general fund on point five is expenditure expenditure recovery from other um, departments, which we are thankful for. Um, while we anticipate uh, a potential budget cuts, it is clear that we can't lose one FTE. We just finally got to full staffing um, in October and fortunately we were um, able to create some savings by not filling the our last position until October. So the savings that we had between July 1 and October really did keep us from having to make additional cuts in the current budget year. So that we were fortunate with that. Um, so in just in addition to that, we will be looking closely at the budget. Welcome to returning batteries if you have um, any feedback for us to meet the mayor's budget goals. Okay, thank you. Yes, any questions or comments from any commissioner? I have a question as to um, the 10% in fiscal year 25-26, is that on top of the 10% from 24-25 or just? It's inclusive of, so we would, we have to make up that difference from the savings that we had in the current year to make up 
the difference for the next fiscal year. Okay, so from 24, 25, you have to, we're supposed, or everyone's supposed to reduce 10%. And then the following year, 25, 26 is 10%. Is it the same 10% or an additional 10%? So I, I explained to you the way the mayor's budget office explained to me. Um, we had approximately 5% savings because we didn't um, fill the position. And so when I asked, I said, is that in a, do we have to have another 10%? She said, no, you'd have to just make up the difference between what you save now and additional savings to make up that 10%. Hmm. Okay, so so we're in 23, I'm sorry, because I, I want to clarify that. So we're in 23-24. So the salary savings we got from this year, do they roll over for next year? Is that, or do we next next fiscal year 24-25, do we have to do an, an additional 10%? So I, guess I can only explain it the way explained to me and I, I felt like I understood that we only have to make up the difference for next fiscal year, but we have to have an ongoing 10% savings. So we'd have to come up with additional savings to have an ongoing. So the, the, the 5% we have now is not an ongoing savings. We won't have that because we won't have saved any money by not hiring. So in essence, it would be we have to come up with additional savings because that is just a fixed amount for this fiscal year. And we have to have ongoing savings for two fiscal years. Commissioner Leo, can you explain what the interdepartmental recovery is and how does that work? So my understanding is um, we receive interdepartmental recovery from two departments, uh, SFMTA and uh, SFPC. And in essence, those um, two departments, they fund um, dedicated services to perform to perform the work on their appeals and inspection services. So that we um, definitely try to sort of prioritize our work to those departments, and they fund. Uh, just as a, a way of background, the um, work, uh, the recovery funds from MTA started because MTA is like almost a separate age, uh, separate. Oh, it was a quasi. They were actually wanting to separate from the city entirely, and um, with the the new uh, they since they have separate rules that are different. And um, they have had a need over the years for a lot of training. Um, and I believe, of course, and then they have the separate appeals and there's a number of appeals that come from MTA, even though it is smaller than several departments in the, within this, the, the standardized city structure, for example, public health. And that was my follow up question. Is that is there, is there a reason why only 2 departments uh, that we're asking the recovery for? Uh, one was because PUC was a, uh, a enterprise department and, um, we did do some specialized work and that just continued over the years. And then two, of course, you know, the special structure and relationship that the MTA has with the city. Uh, we have had in the past many years ago, uh, work orders from, uh, the airport, but that because of the different funding requirements at the airport, that was not something that could be continued. 
Um, and then with the city departments, there most of them are general fund departments, except for the enterprise departments, and there's only a couple of those. So, <clears throat> uh, Commissioner Crowley, I mean, does that answer your question? Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, my question was along the same lines: Are all the reimbursements in and accounted for from um, from all these departments? Is your knowledge? We, we do billing on a quarterly basis. Okay. Those the first two quarters have been billed. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks very much. No further questions, Madam Chair. Uh, Director Eisen, uh, Madam Chair, members of the commission, just to uh, confirm the earlier statement, and it's my understanding that um, what the mayor's office is seeking is a 10% ongoing cut that takes place in year one, and you know they may be accommodating for money you didn't spend this last year. Um, I do just want to make sure everybody on this commission is aware that the financial condition of the city is serious. Uh, we had a presentation at the department head meeting last week, and we also presented the same information to uh, our labor partners on that same day. Um, the city's looking at an $800 million uh, general fund deficit uh, or shortfall. Um, and uh, this type of prediction hasn't been seen since 2010. Uh, there's a lot of concern around the city about the significance of the whole, a lot of the spending that has been done in the city um, and intentionally was using one-time funds. Um, and in the meanwhile, the revenues are really struggling um, due to the general downturn, especially in the downtown, the number of uh, daytime uh, trips into the city is way down. Office vacancy in the downtown core is way up. There's a presentation out there that I'm sure your um, executive director could share with you um, that gives you the basic information, but it's quite serious, and I'm sure you'll be hearing a lot more about it. Yeah, well, I, I, th I think uh, we're, we're all very much aware. Also know, though, that the commission staffing, the commission's budget is pretty much a bare-bones budget. And so the, I know that the 10% is probably going to be a lot more difficult in some places that have nothing at all whatsoever. No, um, and all the, um, that's actually many years ago, how we ended up losing hearing officer funding and, uh, and even we used to have an as needed staff person for, um, absences and such, um, that was gone and so and other situations so we're now i think at pretty much bare bones it's going to be very difficult so but understanding that the city is in a dire situation at this point on the other hand i have to say fisherman's wharf was really booming on the weekend <laughs> <laughs> so i was thinking to myself people i'm so happy to see that but on the other hand knowing very well that our budget is in, in very very um, dire shape. Anyway, any more comments or questions? The, the other thing to know is that they are seeking um, uh, 5% um, proposal proposals for an additional 5% cut in each of the two fiscal years for contingency um, due to the need to figure out how to close the gap. So how this ends up affecting uh, this department and your budget, I, I, that's not for me to say, but I just wanted to make sure that, you know, the commission and everybody understands the seriousness of it, you know, 10% plus the, the contingency cuts that they're, that they're seeking. It is a very situ serious situation. 
Anyway, the recommendation does the any commissioner have any further comments or questions? Um, and with regard to the recommendation, it's to direct the commission staff to prepare the fiscal year 2426 budget request to maintain appropriate staffing levels to meet future staff service needs, continue to negotiate amounts necessary to achieve optimal results, present budget requests at the commission of February 5th. 2024 incorporate changes made by the commission uh, by the budget request submission deadline and approve and sub to submit to the fiscal year 2426 budget request to the controller and office of the mayor by February 21, 2024. Uh, so do we have a motion? Okay. Second. Do we have any public comment on the motion? If you're in the room, please step up to the podium. If you are on the phone, please press star three now. Uh, Elizabeth, do we have anybody? Vice President Favetti, no public comment at this time. Okay. All right. So I will take a roll call vote. Uh, Commissioner Crowley? Aye. Commissioner Leung? Aye. Commissioner Salveson? And I vote aye. The vote is unanimous, four to zero, to approve the recommendation on the fiscal year 24 uh, 25 25 26 mayor's budget instruction and submission. Thank you. Thank you. Would you like to uh, call the next item, please? Yes, now we are now on the ratification agenda. All matters on the ratification agenda are considered by the Civil Service Commission to be non-contested and will be acted upon by a single vote of the commission. There will be no separate discussion on these items unless a request is made, in which event the matter shall be removed from the ratification agenda and considered as a separate item. Each individual addressing the commission will be limited to a maximum time limit of five minutes for all items severed from the ratification agenda. Item number seven, review of requests for approval of proposed personal service contracts and the recommendation of the human resources directors to adopt the report, approve the request for proposed personal service contracts, notify the office of the controller and the office of contract administration. Thank you. Uh, commissioners, I'll call each commissioner uh, to indicate whether or not you wish to uh, sever an item from the ratification agenda. Commissioner Crowley. I have none, Madam Chair. Okay. Commissioner Leong. I have two. Okay. Um, on page six, four nine five four three, two three two four, city administrator for eight million dollars. The second one is page seven, public works, four nine eight nine seven two three two four, for thirty million dollars. You said four nine seven nine or four nine eight nine seven. Excuse me, I reversed the. Um, and commissioners, Salveson. None, and I have none others. So, um, with well, I have no additional. That doesn't mean um, so much that I don't have. You may be asking the same question I had in my mind. So, <laughs> um, can I have a motion on the ratification agenda? So moved. Second. Second. Uh, is there any public comment on? There is public comment on the motion. Please come forward. Hello, my name is Jesse Stanton. I'm a, a eligibility worker with the Human Service Agency and rank and file member of SEIU 10 to 1. I have some concerns about uh, contract 49798-2324 for the Human Service Agency. 
on review of the uh, synopsis and the, the, the documents in the package, it really seems like this is the work of 2905s and 2907 uh, senior eligibility workers and senior eligibility supervisors, as well as some management work um, and possibly some social worker work. But the job description for determining um, the, the job description for 2905s and 2907 significantly overlaps with uh, the scope of work um, and the, in the description of the type of service. And I really would urge the uh, commissioners to pull that and, and, and hope that the department would meet with the union about that uh, work, that overlap, significant overlap. Uh, as is been normal practice in the past, um, we have pulled contracts where there is public comment. And a request to do so. So um, that will be uh, four nine eight nine seven. Excuse me, four nine seven nine eight. Human services. I thought that, and so that will also be pulled for comment. Um, the remaining contracts. Are we. I guess we should be amending the motion then to accommodate the public comment. Oh, excuse me, we've got, we've still have, I still have not called the telephone on the telephone. Um, Elizabeth, could you, uh, uh, Ms. Aldana, actually, could uh, you please pull, uh, is there anybody uh, on the phone that wishes to make public comment? Vice President Favetti, no public comment at this time. Okay. So. So, Madam Chair, I made the motion. I'll pull item 49798-2324. I think that's a California Assembly Bill 1331. And I'll uh, I'll remove that uh, to go with the rest of the items that were called uh, outside of what we will approve. Okay, and do I have a second on that? Second. Okay, and do we have public comment on the amended motion? Here in the room, please come up to the podium. If you are on the phone, please press star three now. Hey, Ms. Aldana, is there anybody there? Vice President Favetti, no public comment at this time. Okay, I'll take a, recall, a roll call vote on the remaining items. Uh, Commissioner Crowley? Aye. Commissioner Leung? Aye. Commissioner Salveson? Aye. And I vote aye. It's four to zero unanimous to approve all other contracts except for, uh, we are going to be having some questions on 4954323324. City Administrator's Office 49798-2324 Human Services 49897 Public Works. Okay. So the we shall now start with the one first severed contract, which is 49543-2324 City Administrator. Is there a representative from the City Administrator's Office here? Hello. Or? Yes, this is Taryn Amoyed with the Office of Contract Administration, and this is a contract that is being administered by our agency. Okay, Commissioner uh, Leung. Great, I just, thank you. I just have some simple questions. Um, trying to get a better understanding of what this uh, request is for. Sure, I'm happy to answer that. Um, before I do, though, I want to preface this by saying that we actually did meet with SCIU local uh, SCIU 21 for 1021 um, about this submission, um, and they actually helped us draft the language that you see in the submission. Um, but essentially, the services are short-term natured um, activities for janitorial services. Um, generally not on buildings that are operated regularly by the city. So we're talking about like hotels, um, COVID sites, basically places like that, that 
our staff, our custodial staff are not normally assigned to. Um, every request that is uh, submitted through this process will, will be directed to SEIU first. They will be able to see the request. If they're able to fill it and have someone do the work, they can. And if they cannot, then we will proceed to um, hire a contractor to do it. Great. Uh, I. Thank you for that clarification, because I, I understand this is the second of such requests. Uh, the first one, I believe, was for. Uh, how much there was a previous amount, but it was for specialized work. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty pleased to hear about the, uh, the check in with SEIU uh, before contracting this, uh, this out to um, services. Uh, you may be referring to the one that we withdrew. Um, so there was a second similar contract for as needed services, but that was for pathogen positive locations. We have since talked to DPH uh, regarding that need. Um, while it existed while the pandemic was happening, it doesn't exist now. So we've actually withdrawn that request and are not moving forward with it. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, so I move to adopt uh, 49. Five four three two three two four. Second. Second. Do we have any public comment on the motion? Vice President Favetti, no public comment at this time. Oh, we have someone here at the podium. Okay. Thank you, though, Ms. Aldana. Good afternoon, Commissioners Naj Daniels, Field Representative with SEIU 1021. I just wanted to comment that I am grateful for the department meeting with us and um, being open to amending these contracts. However, I did want to mention that I wonder if there's a process because if contract 44165 would not have been met and confirmed, like we didn't meet and confer or make the request with the department, how would we have ever known that they didn't need this service? And you guys would have probably approved $7 million that they didn't need. So that's just my comment. Thank you. Did they not notify SEIU? We did. Yeah. All the unions were notified through the normal process. I'm sorry if my comment wasn't clear. Oh. Yes, the, the PSC went out the normal way that it went. And the union, of course, inquired and reached out to the department so that we can have a conversation after we have the conversation is when the department decided that they didn't need this work i'm just stating that if we no. wouldn't if was that not correct no not entirely so the meeting that we had with so we had two requests and they were different requests they both involved as needed cleaning services they shared that in common however one of them was for just regular cleaning and another one was very specific to pathogen positive medical grade cleaning for that so SEIU reached out to us for the regular cleaning and that's the one that we're speaking about right now and that's the one that was really pulled um, to to be further discussed we discussed that this one with SEIU and so forth the one for medical level cleaning pathogen positive one we withdrew that request because we on our own initiative reached out to the Department of Public Health um, who had originally requested it to further understand if they really needed something like this and why it wasn't being done by city employees and we have since withdrawn it on our own so thank you for that request was withdrawn thank you that was where my misunderstanding was thank you you're welcome 
Okay, do we have any other public comment on this motion? And no one is on the phone, Ms. Aldana, correct? No public comment at this time. Okay, uh, I'll take a roll call vote. Commissioner Crowley? Aye. Uh, Commissioner Leung? Aye. Commissioner Salveson? And I vote aye. The vote is four to zero. Uh, it passes unanimously, and then we'll go on to the next item, which is four. Not, I think we'll go in the miracle. Okay, four nine seven nine eight dash twenty three twenty four. Human services. Uh, do we have a representative? Oh, we may not. Uh, we have. We have. A, do we have a representative from human resources or human services at this present? Um, I'm currently waiting for the program manager to log on to the WebEx, um, and I don't believe she's on yet. So, could we table this for maybe after the next one? Okay. okay you want to uh, just postpone it till we hear the next item or yes, the next? Thank okay. you. All right. So um, we'll go on to four nine eight nine seven dash twenty three twenty four public works. Do we have Good a afternoon, commissioners? Yes, uh, my name is Olivia Lee. I am representing Public Works, and I also have uh, our contract admin office. Uh, Don Sai is also online to answer any questions you may have. Thank you, uh, Commissioners Leon. Can you, Ms. Lee, can you uh, help me better exp uh, understand this contract? Is it for as needed services, or is it to augment the existing workforce? The first one, as needed. Can you explain a little bit more about that in terms of when, under what circumstances would you need as needed services for these uh, specialized work? Yeah, but uh, absolutely. Uh, our public works uh, managers are, are constantly monitoring the workforce, uh, any availability within in-house. And if there's any uh, availability and expertise available in-house, uh, this work will be handled by the internal staff. Uh, only if there is an urgency, uh, any kind of shortage uh, of staffing, uh, and if there's any special expertise that uh, the city staff doesn't have, uh, then we would tap into the uh, as-needed contracts. Uh, essentially, these as-needed uh, consultants are going to be on the bench, and they'll be called upon when needed. Who gets to determine the uh, whether there's a shortage or not? Of the existing workforce to do the work is it that the, the managers at the public works department the deputy director or is it the managers in each of the divisions uh the managers for this case it would be uh bureau of architecture uh okay. the bureau managers at bureau of architecture okay and i understand that there are some specialized work that are contained in this as needed request is that correct um, some could be specialized to uh, services. You're correct. Okay. And then this is a second such request by, uh, coming from the department. Is that correct? So um, the last one was, I we, understand before. Yes, we I have had it uh, before. Yes. Okay. And th th that was of similar nature in terms of the request for the as needed contract. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, would it be possible for you to share, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know results is the right word in terms of the usage of the last contract to make sure that the department actually follow what it was intended to do uh, to contract out the works based on as needed and or uh, specialized work. 
we can provide the details uh, separately through um, the Civil Service Commission. Cool. So that is for the $9 million contract uh, from 2020 to present. I'll make a note. Okay. All right. So I will move to conditionally approve mm -hmm. this contract subject to department uh, sharing information with us regarding the past contract. Uh, I don't know the PSE number for the last contract, but it was for $9 million uh, from 2020 to now. Do we have a second? Second. Do we have any public comment on the motion? Sir, if you're in the room, please come to the podium. If you're on the phone, please press star three now. No one is coming forward in the room. Vice President Favetti, no public comment at this time. Okay, I'll take a roll call vote. Commissioner Crowley? Aye. Commissioner Leung? Aye. Commissioner Salveson? And I vote aye. And they, so the motion passes unanimously. On a conditional approval that provided that the department uh, provides the Civil Service Commission with the additional information requested. Thank you very much for coming. And so now we are on uh, just to go uh, circle back to human services. Uh, to the human services representative. Uh, Again. <laughs> um, I have Brenda Williams, administrative analyst from FCS here to answer any questions about this PSC. I think we're going to be calling on the uh, SEIU to come forward to indicate what their objections were. Uh, so go ahead and go forward. Take the mic. Hello, uh, once again, Jesse Stanton. I'm a 2905 and rank and file member of SEIU 10 to 1. Just looking at the at the type of service and and the um, uh, as described here in the packet, I note that it substantially overlaps with just the the major important and essential duties of 2905, as shown in the uh, DHR uh, job description, as well as some of the distinguishing features. This really just seems like work that could and should be performed by 2905s and 2907s. It's a new program. It's a program we have not done eligibility work for before, um, but that doesn't mean that it is different than the work that we do uh, qualitatively differently, different than the work that we do for many other programs. So um, if I'm going to read from the major uh, important and essential duties, I would say uh, apply legal, legal criteria to determine eligibility provide recommendations regarding financial eligibility for assistance programs, um, prepare case records. It's, it's really like four or five out of the uh, 11 major and important essential duties uh, of the 2905 are covered here in this contract. I would say also that the 2907 eligibility worker supervisor, program specialists, and even managers um, would be doing this work. I am not going to shed a tear for the management personnel, but for the represented classifications, I feel like the department should meet with the union about this contract. So, in essence, what you're saying is that even though they, I just need to, so I'm understanding what you're saying. Um, they have identified in the uh, presentation that it affects it's the work of the 2903. Okay. I believe that would be incorrect because the 2903 is a hospital eligibility worker employed at uh, other departments. The 2905 and the 2907 are human service agency eligibility workers. Regardless, of their, those are both represented classifications, and uh, the work is just right in the wheelhouse, entirely contained within the job descriptions of those classes. Okay, shall we hear from the uh, department? Commissioners, anybody have any questions of the... Uh... 
Uh, Human Services Agency, do we have a representative? Um, let me see if she can unmute and talk right now. Oh, Ms. Aldana, is there somebody on the phone? Oh, no, she should be on WebEx. Brenda Williams is on WebEx and her mic is on unless she's having computer issues on her end. Mm. Um, but her mic is on. She might be having computer issues. Is she close by where you are? No, she's not. I think she's in a different building. Can, um, can she call in? Let me try. She's not responding anymore. Uh, well. Why don't we go on to the next item or we can delay this one or the other? Uh, the question I have is that this, the 2903 is currently represented by SEIU and SEIU was appropriately notified. Um, but it appears that oh, I'm sorry, Commissioner Crowley. No, 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 finish your question, Madam Chair. Um, so I'm unsure why SEIU didn't respond when you got your notification. I would note that the 2903s are not employed in the human service agency, and uh, it would be a, a possibly a, a different rep. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, as a rank and file member, I'm not clear what happened on that end. I just am clear that there's a there's a glaring overlap between the the scope of work and the job description of 2905s and 2907s. Potentially also 2903s, although that is a hospital el eligibility worker, um, which typically deals with a, a more proscribed set of programs. The 2905 and 2907 can deal with. Uh, the whole range of uh, public benefit programs. Mm -hmm. Madam Chair, that was a sense of my question. It's been posted now for 60 days. Why the lapse and not discussing this fact with, with management on on just, I, I guess you somewhat cleared it up, uh, Representative Stanton, by not say it was a 2903, which is not under your purview. However, who's in charge of the 25 or 2905s and 2907s should be looking at this regularly because we look at that section in our notes to make sure that the union has been notified and satisfied prior to these meetings. So I guess the question goes to you since I can't get management online here. Yeah, and, and again, as a rank and file member, I, I'm a little a little behind on this, but I would say that uh, there's a couple factors here identifying the 2903, which exists primarily in the Department of Public Health and some other departments, but primarily Department of Public Health. Um, and then also the 2905s uh, exist mostly on one side of the human re, uh, human services agency, the the uh, the economic the the economic support services side, where this is the family and children services side. And so uh, there may have been some confusion even there between the reps for those two those two sides. Again, I can't speak to that, and I, I will admit it does seem like there may have been some. Uh, um, lost in translation on our end, but as I sit here today, I just I'm just really struck by the overlap between the job description and the scope of work. Which begins to make a question in my mind and what I'd like to ask the department, because the department focused only on the 29303 classification. Did they consider the 2905s or the 2907s? And so that would be something I would want to know from the department before we can go ahead and approve it, just to make sure that we were doing a, a thorough um, thorough job. Um, and it, because it isn't, it isn't presented here on 
the submission. It's on the submission only indicates 2903. So uh, why don't we defer this and hopefully we can get our answers by the end of the meeting. Oh, um, she said she'll she's in the queue and she called in. Okay, so Miss Aldana, is she there on the phone? Brenda, please press star three so I can unmute you. Okay, you can speak now. Hi, good afternoon. This is Brenda Williams with uh, Family and Children's Services. Oh, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, did you hear the question? Um, the question is that the submission indicates that um, this is the work of the 2903 and that your submission says that and you've, all, you've appropriately notified the union. However, the question now in my mind is, uh, did you consider the work of the 2905s or the 2907s? in evaluating whether or not this work is required to be, this scope of work should be contracted out? Or could the 2905 or the 2907 perform these duties? Yes, we did consider the 2905, and that is the classification that most, mm -hmm. um, that would mirror this um, eligibility mm -hmm. worker position. Right, except that so, you didn't submit this, included that in your submission. Um, so the 29, I, I believe that that was an error. The 2905 is the eligibility worker. Mm -hmm. Yes, so we did um, consider the eligibility worker position. Okay, because you said you, uh, in your submission, it says a 2903. Yes, what, what um, that was an error. That, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, the 20, the eligibility worker in foster care is a 2905. So the 2903 was an error. It would be, it would, it most closely mirrors a 2905 eligibility worker. Well, there's a, is there room for, are you, do you have deadlines on this particular submission? Um, we, we would like to get it out as soon as possible, yes. And currently the 20, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, currently the 2905 um, lacks the skill set to be able to, like we need subject matter experts. Um, that are proficient with, with filing SSI application appeals and reassessments. Okay, we have a question here from Commissioner Crowley. Thank you for being here. I, I read that in our submission or your submission that there are some eligibility questions with SSI. My further question yes. would be if we were to, uh, if you would give us an opportunity to have SEIU uh, 10 to 1, have that discussion with you on the open of openness of discussion of 2905's eligibility, even noting the fact that there are some specialists involved in that process. Uh, could that be done in the next, uh, next erstwhile meeting, the next meeting? We won't we be have? meeting again until the end of January. Okay. Um, is there a representative from 
SCI, well, representative from SEIU, can you folks, if, if they concur with that meeting, could we get this together sooner rather than later so we're not making any delaying any further on this? Naj Daniels, representative with SEIU 1021, I will be, in, be on top of this particular PSC in the meeting with the department. This is not actually my turf. Um, I'm, I don't know, I'm sure you're familiar, but I will make sure that the representative is aware and that the meeting happens. Okay, so what, what are you proposing? I, I'm proposing that by our next meeting that a discussion be had. Um, and I mean, I'm willing to, you know, put this forward provided that the discussion is had with SEIU and the appropriate party, um, if that's appropriate with both parties. So are you saying that you are proposing a conditional? Conditional approach, correct. Uh, approval, and if the meeting does not occur, that there's a return? Yeah, I think that's a. So a conditional approval so they can move forward on the contract. Correct. Okay. Is that okay with the, of course, we'll have to check with the manager who put out this, uh, this proposal. So, so, just to be clear, you're proposing a conditional approval on the contract subject to meeting with SEIU. That indeed, if the uh, meeting does not occur by the commission's next meeting, which is, I think, the January 20th. 30th. I keep thinking it was the 29th. Okay, so thank you, the 30th. Um, that the contract will come by and come back to the commission. Correct. Okay. So, and does all do uh, the, can the, all the parties agree to that? I agree. Okay. And Ms. Williams. Um, I don't know that I have the authority to, can I just reach out to my director quickly? Okay. Then we can defer this for, uh, at least to the end of this meeting. Otherwise it'll be held over. Uh, Commissioner, can I, okay. um, Madam Vice President, members of the commission, I want to make a couple comments here. First of all, uh, I would urge the human services agency to simply accept the conditional approval. It makes sense. It does not interfere with them going forward and issuing the contract. It just simply states that this commission believes that conversation with SEIU is in order and it should happen quickly. There are always opportunities, even once a contract is let, to consider insourcing down the road. And I think those would be good conversations to have. Uh, and I'm happy to reach out directly to the deputy director right now to get that authority if it's needed. The second thing I want to say, though, commission, um, and in, in, in man, in no way a slight to my colleagues at the SEIU, who I work with every day, we have a longstanding and orderly process for how we deal with the critical questions of preserving city employment and outsourcing where needed. Um, and this commission is at the intersection of that in the collective bargaining agreements. We have 30 days for discussion for the, these proposed personal services contracts that sit for 30 days. And in the case of SEIU, 60 days, and then we move forward. It's a long time to be able to talk. We need to be doing that. We need to be engaging. 
Um, it really is up to SEIU to bringing these issues forward. And, and as much respect I have for Mr. Stanton's concerns, I understand perfectly why this would be of concern. This really, it's really the duty of the union to be having these conversations before it arrives at this commission. And then if there is a disagreement, I think that's the role for the commission to be able to sort out. You may have your own disagreements irrespective of what any of the parties do. I understand that as well. Um, you know, in your role as the regulators, but I do, if, you know, if, if this commission is going to say, anytime somebody reads something on a document and walks in and causes. Therefore, another 60 days of delay, and I know that's not the motion. So, uh, I'll, you could take it in the spirit that it's offered that I think that we need to make those provisions in the collective bargaining agreement work and it needs to. In every instance, fulfill its duty there to do that. Commissioner, I do have a response, but I want to hear from Commissioner Salvinson. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, I, I appreciate the comments of the human resources director. I think they're generally, you know, spot on. I, I would note in this particular contract, we have found that there was an error in the submission yes. and that the wrong classification was listed. So I think, um, I think the conditional uh, motion is appropriate. Understood. Thank you. Thank you. I will. And just to add that when I was at the table, we were negotiating the 60 day. Yes, it was a shocker. But uh, Mayor Brown was at the, it was heading up the table. Jesse was, or Josie was on the other side, and everybody else, all the main characters, and you know, Ed Gazzano, <laughs> the whole nine yards. It was a, it, it was a very difficult negotiation, but it was a fruitful negotiation. It has worked, but the commission also has, as appropriately noted by our commissioners. Additional concerns and when there's an error such as this, which is a different classification altogether, it's appropriate and that I think that the motion is appropriate and thank you, director Eisen. I really appreciate that and I will reach out to HSA right now while you move on and I'll give you a report back so, about go it. Go ahead and make the motion. Uh, Madam chair, I do wish to say thank you to the DHR director that we may not often be on the same page, often in conflict, but uh, she brought out some valid points, as did my fellow commissioners, about the, the invalidity of the appropriate position that was tied to the, this, per, uh, this piece. So I am conditionally authorizing that we go forward with this conditionally upon discussions between SEIU 10 to 1, the appropriate parties. Um, and um, the social services agency um, and be back uh, barring any complications uh, on our desk for further authorization on the 30th of January, uh, our next meeting. Should we have a second? Second. Okay, and do we have any public comment on the motion? If you're in the room, please come to the podium. If you're on the phone, please press star three now. Jesse Stanton again, uh, just to say thank you and uh, apologize for any confusion on our side and thanks for your consideration. I will take a, uh, is there, uh, Ms. Aldana, anybody on the phone? Um, Vice President Favetti, no public comment at this time. Okay, so I'll do a roll call vote. Uh, Commissioner Crowley. Aye. Commissioner Leung. Aye. Commissioner Salveson. Aye. And I vote aye, that's four to zero. The uh, motion stands as unanimously approved. And so the contract goes forward, moves forward on a conditional basis that there are meetings conducted with SEIU locals uh, 10 to 1. 
and report back on uh, the 30th of January. All right, shall we go on to the next item? Deputy Director Holmes. We're on the separations agenda. Item number eight, request for a hearing by Yao Ming Li, former school custodian supervisor one, class 2727, San Francisco Unified School District on their future employment restriction with the city and county of San Francisco. The recommendation of the human resources director is to um, uphold the District's decision to impose the permanent citywide future employment restriction on Mr. Lee. Uh, do we have a representative from the department available? From the SFUSD, San Francisco Unified School District? Yes, hello. Uh, good afternoon, uh, commissioners. I'm Swen Irvin, uh, acting senior executive director in human resources for unified school district. Um, I'm also uh, joined by Stephanie Bilby, our director of talent management and uh, Kenneth Watts, who's our director of, cl of classified staffing. Okay, thank you. Then, uh, Mr. Yao Ming Lee is Mr. the appellant. Present. Mr. Appellant Lee. Appellant Lee, is there a representative for Appellant Lee present? Uh, Ms. Aldana, is there anybody on the phone calling in? If uh, Yao Ming Lee is on the line, please press start three. I don't believe he's connected, Vice President. Okay. Um, Commissioners. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Deputy Director Holmes. Have we heard from Mr. No. Did he did Mr. or did uh, appellantly uh, RSV the RSVP uh, to the notification? Lisa uh, Enriquez. Yes, uh, his son uh, called the office. We resent all the materials to him last, I think it was last week. And we thought they were going to be present because they got all the information. And I think it's the son who was going to be talking for him because he feels more comfortable that way. But he didn't log in or attended the meeting. Okay. And uh, commissioners. I just have one quick question for the department. Was this a one-time violation in terms of asking other custodial staff to do overtime work? Hello? Um, Ms. Bilby, uh, would you like to take that? Oh, oh, could you identify yourself for each time you speak? So this is um, Mr. Irvin? Yes, yes. Manager Sir, Irvin? Apologies, yes. Um, uh, uh, Director Bilby, can you please uh, uh, take that question? Yeah, was this yeah. a one? Oh, go ahead. Um, hi, I'm Stephanie Bealby, the director of our employee relations team. Um, and this was not the first, the only time that this occurred um, from our investigation. How many times uh, were there? Because in, in the report, I, I thought I read only one time that he did it for one weekend, or he asked other custodial to do work overtime for one weekend. So the main, um, 
issue that we had come up was about one weekend in the course of the investigation and apologies i'm i'm just skimming back through this because it did happen a, a few years ago um we found that he had organized other overtime um previously but those um, documented those weren't documented right in your write-ups um no they were not or let me look through apologies um Yeah, it's my understanding that there were previous issues, um, but in looking at the proposed termination, it looks like we were just focusing on this one incident. Right. Okay. Thank you. Um, and I, I just, uh, this is uh, Mr. Irvin again. Um, I do think it's, however, important to add that it, uh, Mr. Lee was not organizing overtime to do district work. Oh. He was organizing overtime to do work for a contractor without that that had nothing to do with uh with work on behalf of the district right that was understood thank you commissioners do i have a any comments any further questions okay, deputy director holmes Do you want to make a motion? Um, yeah, I would, I would be prepared to make a motion if, um. Other commissioners are, um, comfortable going forward. Uh, everyone comfortable going forward. Okay. Um, I, I read the uh, materials thoroughly and, um. I was, I noted that um, in the school district's investigation, they attempted twice to get the cooperation of the appellant in their investigation and he declined. And so he did not participate in uh, providing any additional information other than what they were able to find without him. Uh, and then his termination was upheld by the Skelly officer. I think it's a very serious violation to bring in employees to uh, their normal workplace to do work for somebody else. Things could go terribly wrong if somebody was injured, creating a lot of liability potentially for the school district and a lot of confusion and questions. And so I, I am comfortable with the discipline um, or the um, employment restrictions imposed by the school district and therefore I would move to um, uphold the district's decision to impose a permanent citywide future employment restriction on Mr. Lee. Is there a second? Second. Is there any public comment on the motion? If you're in the room, please come to the podium. If you're on the phone, please uh, press star three now. Vice President Favetti, no public comment at this time. Okay, I'll be doing a roll call vote. <clears throat> Commissioner Crowley? Aye. Commissioner Leong? Aye. Commissioner Salveson? Aye. 
And I vote aye. They voted uh, four to zero to uphold the human resources director's decision on uh, future employment with regard to appellant Yao Ming Li, former school custodian with the San Francisco Unified School District. Thank you very much. We'll go on to the next item. We want to call the next item, Deputy Director Holmes. Item number nine, request for a hearing by Adrian Jackson, fingerprint technician two, class 8250, Sheriff Department on their future employment restriction with the city and county of San Francisco. Recommendation of the human resource director, adopt the staff report and deny the appeal by Mr. Jackson. Okay, do we have a representative from the department? From the sheriff's department? Uh, do we have the appellant here? Mr. Jackson, Adrian Jackson. Uh, Ms. Aldana, is anyone on the phone? If Adrian Jackson is on the line, can you please press star three? Mm -hmm. I don't think that uh, Adrian Jackson is logged on or has called in. Okay, and does it appear that there's any sheriff representative on the phone? Possibly. Me. <laughs> this time. Sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. Oh, okay, we have some technical sound system issues. Okay, so again, I'm going to call. Is there anyone here from the Sheriff's Department, a representative from the Sheriff's Department, or a representative for Appellant Jackson? It doesn't appear that there is. Commissioner Crowley. Madam Chair, absence of show of anybody being here on behalf of, uh, I read the administrative record. Um, it's disturbing. It's not how we wish our workforce to behave. And based on that fact and that fact alone of a complete administrative record and reading it's in our I would move to uphold uh, the recommendation and deny the appeal of Mr. Jackson. Second. Okay. Um, do we have any public comment on the motion? If you're in the room, please come to the podium. If you're on the phone, please press star three now. Vice President Favetti, no public comment at this time. Okay. In the absence of public comment, we'll take a roll call vote. Uh, Commissioner Crowley? Aye. Commissioner Leong? Aye. Mr. Salveson, and I vote aye. The vote is unanimous to uphold the decision of the Human Resources Director, the recommendation of the Human Resources Director to adopt the staff report and deny the appeal of Mr. Jackson. Okay, we're on the, uh, we're getting towards the end of the calendar, it appears. Uh, Deputy Director Holmes, would item you like to 10. call the next item? Yes, Commissioner's announcements and or requests. Wish everybody Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Yes. yes. Happy, happy holidays. Happy New Year to everyone. Yes. Happy, happy. <laughs> <laughs> and we are now at item number 11. I call it adjournment, and it is now 3.17 p.m.
Thank you very much to everybody and have a very happy holiday.